Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey, welcome to Inverse. My name is Justin, and we're so happy that you decided to join us by podcast or by video. And in the studio, we have Callie, and we have Jonathan, and we got Israel, and hey, say hi to them. Hi to them. Hi, hi them. Hi, them, them. Hi, and you. hello. Hello. Hi. Good to have you guys in the studio <laughs> with us. We're looking at uh, the topic of the good news of the judgment. That's right. Yeah, and this is, this is, we're very excited for this episode <laughs> just because there's so many stereotypes on what people think the judgment is. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been looking at the three angels' messages, the, these three uh, central um I don't know what, what, what I want to say. I want to say floral pieces, but that's not what I want to say. At floral <laughs> pieces. Uh, centerpieces is what I want to say. Yeah. Centerpieces of, of revelation of the last times. Uh, this is what our, our, our responsibility is in these last days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've been looking at Revelation 14. And so let's go to Revelation 14. And we're in, we, last week we looked at the first angel's messages. We talked about fear. We talked about awe. We talked about, you know, the, the, the chills on the back of your neck. Yeah. <laughs> And then we're looking now, there's another line that we're going to look at. But before we do, uh, we want to encourage you first to go to inversebible.org and look at the Bible study guide called Three Cosmic Messages. You can follow along with us. This is what we're studying in this 13-episode arc. And you can also go to hopetv.org slash inverse, and you can actually uh, binge watch all the past episodes. Uh, and we, got, we started like six years ago. Isn't mm. that crazy? You think about it six years ago. Yeah, so you can watch all those episodes uh, just in your free, free time. Um, but let's, let's pray. And Jonathan, you can pray for us, and we'll get into the text. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity we have again to study your word. And Lord, as we look at the topic of the judgment, we ask that you will give us good judgment and help us understand uh, what you are teaching, what this is all about, and how there's good news in all of this. I pray that your Holy Spirit will help us uh, in this endeavor and also be with everyone watching and listening as we study the Bible together. We thank you and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Revelation chapter 14, verse 7, once again, um, the angel says with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to Him, for the hour of His judgment has come, Mm -hmm. and worship Him who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and the springs of water. So we talked about previous episode about fearing God, about giving glory, and then worshiping Him, but we haven't talked about a lot about the hour of His judgment has come. Mm -hmm. So let's go to Daniel chapter 7, Daniel chapter 7. And Israel, if you can read for us verses 9 through 10. All right. It mm-hmm. says, and I, watched till, and I watched till thrones were put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated, and the books were opened. And then Callie can read verses 13 and 14. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom, that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. 
So we see here, this is a scene of, the, of, the, of a judgment that's happening, a judgment court scene that's happening up in heaven. Mm -hmm. And just really brief, we can uh, look at chapter six, 2 and chapter 7 without actually going there. But there's this concept of repeat and enlarge. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like zooming in with your fingers on, on yeah. a screen. And so chapter 2, uh, you get through the four uh, nations and then boom, Jesus comes, right? Mm -hmm. And so chapter 7, you got to the four nations and then it talks about what we just read. And then Jesus comes. And so we've kind of like zoomed in and we're seeing a heavenly court scene. Mm -hmm. Question, what's, what's going on here? Why, why is there a judgment scene and is this like, yeah, Jonathan? Well, in the overarching narrative, which we discussed in an earlier episode uh, of the great controversy, there have been claims made against mm -hmm. God's character. Mm -hmm. uh, claims, you know, uh, that God is unfair or, you know, that he's not righteous, that he doesn't have good intentions for us, that he's selfish, whatever it is, all kinds of lies that Satan has been throwing out there against him. Mm -hmm. But these questions have to be answered, have to be looked at. Uh, in fact, the context of this scene um, that we just saw is actually talking about this little horn power that speaks, you know, pompous words and, and makes all kinds of claims that are against God. And so, there have been questions, there has to be uh, answers. And the judgment is here to deliver answers for a variety of things about mm -hmm. God's character and also about human beings and decisions that are made in relation to who will be saved and who will be lost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There, I was um, reading a book um, by Marvin Moore on the, on the judgment. Mm -hmm. He was saying he was giving a story and it's totally, totally, totally fictional. Mm -hmm. But he was saying that there's an angel named Raphael, and Raphael was hanging out one day, <laughs> and then Satan was, and, and he's a good angel, and then Satan met him, and then the good angels and, and, and bad angels are, are hanging out and talking, apparently. And he says, look, man, like, um, did you just see uh, the, uh, God's, one of his favorites, David? And then Raphael's like, uh, what, what happened? Like, as if he didn't know. And then he's like, hey, he just committed adultery and he's killed uh, Bathsheba's husband. And like, how is God going to allow him to come to heaven? Like, that would be totally unfair. And, and, and Satan's like, bring all these accusations against David to Raphael. And Raphael's like, nodding his head is like, that's yeah, point. that's a good point. Like, how, <laughs> how would we he come to heaven? So he's like, hold on a second here. And so Raphael flies to heaven and he, he comes to heaven and there's Jesus there. He's like, hey, Jesus, like, how do, do you know this David? He's like, oh, David's my beloved. Yeah, like, <laughs> how, how is he going to come? He's like, hey, just wait till the judgment, buddy, because buddy's my like word. Uh, uh, just <laughs> I like actually it. Kelly's words. <laughs> but I like it. I support <laughs> that word. Just, hey, just wait till the judgment <laughs> and it'll all come out there. And it just kind of gives you a, like a more of a, um, a different take on judgment rather than just, you know, Justin, come forth and, you know, you committed 9,470 sins, but your righteous deeds are two. So you're, you know, <laughs> like you're mathematically, you're still negative, you know, 9,400, whatever number I said. And, mm -hmm. you, know, <laughs> you know, like that's what a lot of people imagine. No, for sure. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. I'll just say yeah, that's what people not, think that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's my whole point. That was it. Can I say that was my profound you, point. Me, me, me. Go ahead, Israel. All right. Thank you. All right. So, yeah, actually, as we were reading it, yep. something, what you're saying actually kind of really strikes me mm. here in the text. Mm. So, what, what, once you hit verses 13 and 14, mm -hmm. you have uh, dominion given to Jesus, right? Mm. And so, dominion is not given to Jesus until after the judgment. Mm. And I think that there's a critical reason for that. The kingdom of, of Christ that will, is never to be broken, uh, that, it, that will last forever and so forth, this kingdom of Christ cannot be given to him if we are to be part of that kingdom because of the questions that you just raised, right? Mm -hmm. 
In other words, how is it possible for us to be part of the kingdom, not just, and this is important, not just part of the kingdom, but royal priests in that kingdom, mm. right? Mm. How, are we, how, how will we as sinful human beings be entrusted mm -hmm. with this whole lofty concept of the Holy kingdom of God? Holy yeah, responsibility, yeah. That he's been preaching ever since he's been on earth. If there first isn't a process by which those people have been cleared. Mm. And so when Jesus came and he suffered and he died, he did more than, he did more than recover us from sin but he actually bound us with the heavenly family in a tie that is never to be broken, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, the Son of God became mm -hmm. the Son of Man. And so with this bond, with this union where the, the family of heaven and the family of earth are this closely united and tied, there needs to be some kind of evidence that assures the universe, mm -hmm. right? Yes. That this is gonna be a kingdom that is in fact gonna be a kingdom after the attributes of heaven. And so it, it makes a lot of sense that there's a judgment that takes place after the judgment takes place. And here, the keys go to your hands, Jesus. You have control to mm -hmm. establish a kingdom that is now never to be broken. Mm -hmm. And if we can just add a layer to this is that we see here in verse you know, 10, there's thousands and thousands ministered to him, 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. This is a very public process. Yes. So this is not something God, you know, the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit are, you know, hashing out in secret. This is something that everyone can look into it, including us. Mm -hmm. We get a vision of this as well here through the Word, mm -hmm. and uh, which shows that God is very transparent. He wants to make sure everybody understands why he has made decisions the way he has. Everyone needs to understand why, you know, they are where, they're, where they are and that there is no question about his character in the end that he has been unfair or you know whatever he's that there is any corruption or anything like that god is fair and in the whole process of the judgment the whole process of really salvation he is acting and the judgment brings that out he's acting with full integrity with his own law he will not go around and try to make a way that you know is illegal he has found a legal way to, to justify and sanctify and glorify sinners. Mm -hmm. uh, and the judgment, you know, brings it out. His character shines. That's the point of this. Mm -hmm. But I love the fact that he is transparent in all of this. And, and, and uh, just to emphasize, I think it's also, it's not a legal loophole. I think mm -hmm. that's what some people say, that, that Jesus, he like read the, the, the textbook and he found some <laughs> back way to, and it's totally unfair. <laughs> no, it's all out in the open light. Yes that it's called the gospel, yes. right? You take sinners, sinners who have free, in their free will chosen God, God intervenes in their life, mm -hmm. and we're, we're assessing essentially how good is the gospel? Like yes. how, does it work, does it not work? And it's for all the angels and all the unfallen worlds, all yeah. the, the aliens and all the, the sons of God, as, as Israel mentioned in a previous episode, uh, if, and, and if they say yes or, or no, right? right. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the cool thing is we see one scene of the judgment happening here in Daniel 7 in front of the angels. We'll find out what timeline, when this, when this is happening in a later episode. Um, we also see in Revelation 20 that we're part of the judgment mm -hmm. process. So mm -hmm. there's different stages of the, of, of the judgment yeah. and where human beings, you know, when we go to heaven, we'll be there for a thousand years. Uh, we're not going to be just eating, you know, uh, grapes the size of, of, of <laughs> melons. watermelons and mangoes the size of I knew you, minivans. I knew he was going to bring up the grapes <laughs> and watermelons. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be judging people, right? We're going to be judging people. Um, so how do you, how do you so, so two questions I have, and you guys can answer in whatever order you want. Like, 
how do we comp how do we um, reconcile that with when Jesus says, "Judge not, lest you be judged." There's there's that very famous, even more famous than John three sixteen. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is, you know, is a judgment to be feared? Like how, how why is judgment? How is that good news? How is that part of the gospel? I can answer the good news part. Yep. Um, when I was in seventh grade, I was, even though it's hard to believe, <laughs> I was a poor student. Okay, and. Uh, <laughs> I was in a history class and I wasn't doing well. You know, I was doing very, very bad in history and, and we had a, an upcoming history exam that was a very big exam. I don't remember why it was so big at seventh grade, but it was a very big exam. Usually exams are pretty big. Yeah, right. I did not know that. <laughs> Thanks for letting Hence, me know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, so <laughs> during this exam, it was on government and, and history and so mm. forth. And for some strange reason, this is the only time I ever remember the teacher saying there's help available for those who want to take it. And I was like, this is dumb. I'm not going to go, you know, with a bunch of losers to get help from the teacher. Right. <laughs> I am too cool for that. Right. I don't know what I don't know what prompted me to go to get after school tutoring. But I did. I went to get after school tutoring. I ended up meeting a really not not the teacher that was giving the exam, but a different teacher that was tutoring us. And there being a very, very awesome teacher. And then somehow got into my thick skull like all the different elements of government that we're going to be tested on. And I ended up falling in love with the course of, of, of history and government. Anyways, when we went back. Course? Is it, aren't you in seventh grade? I mean, it's like, okay. you know, that subject. The, the subject. Okay, okay. Class. The subject. Okay. Right. Yeah. The class. We just yeah. love interrupting you in your, yeah. in your story. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So Israel. Yeah, go fine. ahead. It's fine. I'm a man of patience and love. <laughs> <laughs> just like Jesus. Right? And so, and so, um, so when we went and we took the class, uh, uh, the, the test, it was, it was so awesome because literally every question that she asked was on that test. Oh. So it was kind of like, oh, this is just like, like being tutored, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And so I filled out the test and, and, and then when they gave us the results again, I remember the teacher uh, speaking about the different results. And this is back in the day before when it was okay to make people look bad in front of class, you know? Mm. So the teacher was reading the grades and, <laughs> and, and I remember that I scored in the top of the class, right? Ooh. Which to me was shocking because that had never happened in my life. Right? <laughs> I was like, what? Right? And, and I even the teacher was shocked. He was like, <laughs> He's like, good job, Israel, right? I mean, I, I remember him specifically saying, good job, Israel, right? So it was like, this person, this person got A, this person got A. Israel. Good job, Israel, right? And, and I remember thinking to myself, like, th there's been few times that I felt that good, right? I'm like, this is great. I am among the top percent of my class. Like, I am so smart, right? And I think this is what the, the intent that God has for the judgment is not something for us to be afraid of. Mm. It's something for us to pass, something for us to have victory in. Mm. And we look at the judgment with fear because we're looking at the judgment, thinking to ourselves, we have to take the test as we are. By whereas yeah. by ourselves, whereas God is saying, no, come we're to the tutoring together. sessions and I will mm. do what it takes to make sure that you are prepared mm. to be able to pass the final exam. Yeah. And I think from that perspective, the, the, the judgment is great news. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Callie and Jonathan? <laughs> same, same line of thinking. Um, 
even just, just use another Bible verse to really capture what I think um, my version of what Israel's saying, well, I guess Paul's version of what Israel's saying, is Philippians 3.9, uh, where... Philippians, hold up, we gotta catch up with I you. could just read it, you don't have but to. But we do what's the three... We wanna be in the verse with you. Thank you for, Nine. Thank you for, for saying that Paul and I think alike. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you don't have to like... Yeah say it again. You know what I mean? I could just say it once. You don't have to say it twice. You know what I mean? <laughs> I Stop it. I'll say it again. <laughs> All right. Philippians 3. Um, nine. Nine. Yes. Jonathan's still flipping his paper. That's fine. Go ahead. Okay. I've been struggling over here. I'm not an A student. <laughs> Israel, can you tutor me? <laughs> I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We made it. In Philippians, let's start at verse 8. I'll just ease into this. Verse <laughs> so, 8. Okay. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. For I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. Mm. Verse 9, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, mm. the righteousness which is from God by faith. Mm -hmm. um, and I just keep going because it's beautiful also. Mm -hmm. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's just what I see that, it's what we've been saying, that when we go to the judgment, it's not, and now I'm reading all the 9,000, your sins. And even if it is, it's like, and here are the 9,000 of the sins. It's like, well, what do you have to say for yourself, Justin? It's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, it's like, Jesus' righteousness, like, accepted, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> like that's, it's not about the two or the thousand or the, it's just, the answer is Jesus's righteousness. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, all of the sanctification of your life still doesn't make up for your 9,000 sins. Mm -hmm. All of the good actions, all of the things you do going forward, all of the things you do for the poor, like all the good things you do going forward, all of the lack of sin, all the selflessness that Jesus does miraculously work in you and change in you, it does not undo or counteract Mm -hmm. all of the sin of your life. Only Jesus' righteousness both changes you and counts for the righteousness mm -hmm. that you should have had, that you never had. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. and, that's, and that is the beautiful thing, in, uh, that by faith we get this, mm -hmm. and this is how God legally can justify and sanctify and glorify and change us, yeah. is because we are saying, you know, I am not the way I'm supposed to be. I am out of harmony with, with God. I acknowledge it. Out of the vibe of the universe, right? the universe if you watched the previous episode. <laughs> um, you know, I say that, but I want to be in harmony with God. I want to be, I want to follow His will. I, I want to, you know, I love God. God, but I know that only God can change me. Mm -hmm. So as I acknowledge that to Him and to everybody, you know, that gives God the legal right to do this work in us. You know, He can do that because we asked Him to. Mm -hmm. And that means that we can live forever with Him, legally. Mm -hmm. um, now, of course, there had to be, as we see, the, there was a reason that Jesus died. There had to, the sin still had to be dealt with, mm -hmm. and God made a way there. But in the judgment, it's all about, as He said, it's like, whose righteousness do I claim? Mm -hmm. I, I, I claim Christ's righteousness. I claim that whatever He is doing for me mm -hmm. is what is needed for me to be with Him. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's mm -hmm. the point. And I think that that's something that's, that needs to be stressed again and again, that the issue with the judgment and where it gets, where it gets problematic for us is if we go into the judgment thinking, mm. what I've done is enough, you know? Mm. And, and, that, and, and, and of course we think to ourselves, I would never do that, that's so dumb, why would I ever want to go into the judgment? 
And that's where I think the self-deception comes into play. If we're yeah. not living a life of faith, we are, we are living a we're life of self where we think, you know what, I have this much, but God, I just need you for this much, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I got, from now on, I got it. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm definitely holy from now on, <laughs> I got it. I appreciate your work up to this point, Jesus. You led me to where I am. I just want to thank you for that. Now, <laughs> yeah, let me, let me go ahead and, sh you know. And I think that going to judgment, we need to be fully convinced of the fact that of our own selves, there's nothing that we can do. Our righteousness itself, mm -hmm. our righteous deeds themselves are filthy rags. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, when you guys were thinking, of, uh, I, I thought of two other thoughts about the judgment. Like, one is that when we, um, like, the hour of his judgment has come, like, in a certain sense, I, I guess, I mean, let me back up here. Like, when we, when we hear judgment, what is your gut reaction to that? And I think that's a good litmus test of where you are in your standing with God. If you're in just absolute denial that the judgment's going to happen and you don't want that and you're running away from it, I think there's a little bit of a spiritual problem there, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, but at the same time, um, I think with all the suffering that's happened and all the, 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 the wickedness and the negativity, like on a certain level, wouldn't you want the judgment to happen? Mm. Like, you know, all the bad things that ever happened to you, like, God, why are you so silent? Why are you so do something about it? And God's like, well, I'll judge you. And we're like, well, I don't want the judgment to happen. But that's, that is God interacting with the world yeah. is him condemning all all the evil and suffering that's happened. And he will take care of it. And he, all the venge vengeance is his. And in his way, he'll, he'll I, don't, I don't know. You know? And yeah. The other thing that I thought about is that, you know, um, is that God doesn't really need to know. Like, he doesn't need a judgment, mm -hmm. right? He, has, he doesn't, he's like, I know you have 9,100 for a servants. And I, I know you have, I know, I'm like, he doesn't need to make a public declaration of it. So why mm -hmm. do we go through this formal process even to begin with? Yeah. It's as if, like, in, in, in and, and, and some of you who have been married, and, and those who are married, there will come low points in your life in the marriage, uh, even in my own, that in the lowest point of our marriage, it's, it, there's this feeling that like you're stuck. Like, oh man, I'm married <laughs> to this person for the rest of my life. And then the natural inclination for two sinful, selfish beings, uh, me more than my wife, I should say, is I wish someone could see this. You know, if they only knew and then they'd be on my side <laughs> in a similar set without without that selfishness, God does open up the judgment process. So it's not just between him and us and, and just in a una, una, unilateral um, uh, man, judgment or mandate or, 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 or judgment. Yeah. Um, he opens it up to the rest of the universe. It's like, hey, here's the evidence. Here's what this person is. This, this is what this person yeah. didn't do. This is what I've decided. What do you all think? And then it's really not us on the judgment platform. It's God mm -hmm. on the judgment platform where people will say, oh man, God, you made the right decision. Hey, we agree with it. Or God, we got some questions. Yeah, and this is, this is a point I want to make. We've talked a lot about our uh, standing in the judgment, our experience, and that is a side effect of the judgment, I would call, because really the thing is about God. Mm. The questions that totally. are posed against Him, He is on, he is on, the, on the judgment seat, yes. so to say. To, he has been questioned. And all these questions are going to be settled, and a lot of them through looking at the lives of how he, how he dealt with us and how he fairly dealt with us, mm -hmm. proving that he is good, that he is fair, and that he's righteous. Yes. And that as you, you mentioned, the phases of the judgment, there's one that is taking place before the second coming of Jesus, yes. but then you mentioned the one where we're in heaven for a thousand years. It, you know, the, it's kind of like another investigative judgment where the saved individuals will 
also have an opportunity because we right now, we, we are not up there in the court of heaven. We don't know what they're talking about. We just know it's taking place. Yes. But we will have an opportunity. God is so transparent. We could be like, well, we're saved, we're good. But He wants us to also understand why things are the way they are. Why are you here? Why is this and this person not here? Uh, you know, He wants to make sure that none of us have questions about anybody mm -hmm. or Him for all eternity in the sense that questions about that, you know, questioning his, his integrity and his faithfulness and his character. Mm -hmm. So the judgment cleans this up and is primarily, I would say, about him mm -hmm. with the side benefit of us, you know, receiving justice and, of course, uh, salvation. Mm -hmm. Even mm -hmm. outside of how God deals Powerful. with us, right? God in his word has said, he that comes to me, I will no wise cast down. Mm. I'm able to save up to the uttermost yes. those who come to me. I mean, the promises that God has made are very, very big. If a person does not make it, then the question that's going to arise is, well, then was your power not good enough? enough? Yeah, to, to, mm -hmm. I mean, if you can do anything, why didn't you transform that person who was super evil into someone that is super good? And God is going to be able to answer that question. It wasn't a lack of power, but it, mm -hmm. was, the, it was the decision that this person made. So uh, along with what Jonathan was saying, another thing too is when you look at, um, when you look at that passage in Revelation, when it talks about Satan accusing the brethren, right? Not only is it a judgment about God, a judgment about us, but also a judgment against Satan, who is accusing us after God has uh, delivered and saved us. He continues to accuse us. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's also another element. That is when, as you were mentioning, Satan will also be, you know, mm -hmm. this is not the judgment, but that's also where uh, another component of that, mm -hmm. Satan mm -hmm. needs to also be judged. There's also in the later, later teens of the chapters of Revelation that God has very, very harsh judgment on Babylon. Mm -hmm. and when you look at all the institutions, and I think we would all around this table agree that there are the organizations that have done the worst damage to humanity is organized religion. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean there there has has been uh, <laughs> probably top three up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and, for sure. And so God has very very harsh judgment because on 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 organized religion upon ch false churches because they're using God's name yes. but yeah. they're, but but they're doing all sorts of you know dumb foolish crazy you that know makes. evil stuff mm -hmm. that that some of the, some of the harshest language that we are often scared of mm -hmm. is reserved for the same entities that we have a disdain for in in, in God's in, like we're on the same side yeah, here yeah we're on the same side here <laughs> mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, and we should in a sense rejoice in that that yeah. God there is there isn't silence there's going to be some kind of action mm -hmm. at the end of the day and i think you know just to bring in another controversial topic here at the very end of this episode is yeah is i do find that interesting also when we especially we talk about theodicy of like you know why is god silent it's like god is not silent mm -hmm. um about suffering mm -hmm. and so it's like oh god doesn't do anything it's like he does but then we're like oh god you're too harsh but it's like but you were saying he wasn't he wasn't doing anything but he's also too harsh it's it's like a double standard and it's like God can't win. Mm -hmm. So it's like he's either not doing enough or he's too harsh, but it's like I'm, so I just see those two things come about mm -hmm. his, his judgment, mm -hmm. but also the issue of theodicy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See the hour of his judgment is come. That's rooted in the first angel's messages. We've talked about the chills and the awe, and we need to have awe of God and worship him that God will enact judgment. He's acting, enacting judgment now. And we are part of that judgment. Hopefully, today's discussion has reversed the tides and helping you see a more positive and more encouraging and hopeful 
perspective on the judgment rather than just condemnatory and guilt-ridden and fearful of these burning eyes that God has. Uh, <laughs> if anything, he burns the dross away and wants the purity to, re to remain. That's my prayer. Hopefully that's yours. See you next week here in Inverse as we continue talking about the three cosmic messages in Revelation. God bless you. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag InverseBible. Until next time, this is inverse.